Tasa Bhagavato Arahanto Sama Sambutasa Namo Tasa Bhagavato Arahanto Sama Sambutasa Namo Tasa Bhagavato Arahanto Sama Sambutasa Buddhang Hamang Sanghang Namasang talk about um, gladdening and calming, calming the mind and gladdening the mind is uh, is both essential features of of uh, mind cultivation, of practice of samadhi, of concentrating on, and of freeing, of liberating the mind. And sometimes we don't see them together or we, we just try and calm without gladdening or calm is not a gladdening experience it's something that comes around to a kind of um, just a grimness or a, um, something that's not very um, beautiful or, or uplifting but just shutting trying to shut everything down to become calm and when we feel glad we're not very calm at all we get excited and bubbly, and uh, it's not—it's an experience that doesn't lead to calm. It tends—we tend to get distracted by it, by that kind of sign, like that characteristic. But actually, these two are supposed to be supportive. Calm, calm is gladdening. Gladdening is calming. If they're used, if they're seen and experience through through meditation. And one of the skills of meditation is to of the mind cultivation is to is to know how these these different moods, these different qualities arise, what sustains them, how they contribute to each other, what they lead to, what they result in. The results of calming and gladdening are freedom. That is freedom and when we say freedom, we mean the basic the freedom from worry or doubt, ill will or greed, restlessness, dullness, and so on. And just this, just making so clearing the mind, delivering the mind in this way. So even as one begins. And the whole, whole idea of, of finding a particular teacher or teaching or um, meditation object is something that has glad is gladdening and calming. Both those two together is inspiring. So we see, in a sense, gladdening is a kind of feeling that arouses interest or confidence or or admiration or. You know, there's a certain sense of being aroused by it, and one's calm because one feels 
uh, freedom from doubt or from distractedness one feels uh, this is right, this is good this feels good, this is the right thing to do, this is proper so we get that that experience because we're interested, because we are inspired we feel a sense of confidence because with confidence the mind is calmed I mean just on a kind of very very basic level of uh, not being so so uh, distracted and so these these should always be sought out these particular um, our practice should always be reviewed in this way so situations that give rise to that why we have shrines for example shrines is just as as objects that are cheerful, bright they generally have flowers and candles and and smiling gently smiling Buddhas on them uh, so that they are this is because they're supposed to have this kind of quality of cheering you up kind of feeling of, of the gentleness of, of candlelight and the brightness of it purity and the beauty of flowers the uh, fragrance of incense the sign of a of a peaceful joyful realized being these are gladdening signs so we use why we use shrines and they they, you know they calm one down because they just because of that the heart finds that something it wants to linger with so instead of thinking and rushing around and wanting to do things oh that's nice it sends one inward it causes one to to feel because of the gladness one feels calmed so when we practice meditation just just trying to say lay, lay hold of a preliminary meditation object parikama which means your first thing that you focus your mind on whether it's uh, breathing in and out or a theme of recollection such as kindness loving kindness or reflections on the Buddha these kind of themes or it's a physical or just a attention in the body you know you see does it bring around a kind of sense of 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 um, gladness and calm or is it something that's approached with the feeling of trying to stop thinking so there's no gladness there's a, there's a so because there's no gladness there's no real calm there's a kind of suppression and there's an effort but there's no there's no gladdening occurring so in this if we if a meditation object is like is it, we can only approach it in that way it may be that this is the wrong meditation object something you've just got to kind of force yourself into or maybe you're approaching it in the wrong way you're, you're kind of approaching it in a hurry so you just push into it it's sort of like making friends with somebody you know if you just rush up to somebody and say I'm going to be your friend you know this is we're going to go off together then yeah, you know, take it easy. If you're a bit, just take it more slowly. You get to know them. 
then you get the feeling, a natural feeling of, of warmth occurs. You just charge up to people and drag them off. The chances are they're going to feel rather agitated and <laughs> and <laughs> you know, not very not very pleased. And so something you've got to approach meditation rather like this. You can give it time. So maybe it's either it could be the wrong object or just the wrong way of doing it. You're doing it in a kind of in a greedy way, like hurry up and get this working and shut up. Or or a dutiful way. Oh, I've got to do my half an hour or my hour, or I've got to sit through this retreat. Come what may. As soon as you bring up those ideas, I've got to sit here, come what may. Then you know, what that idea brings up in the mind is, is not gladdening. You immediately start to think of all the, all the terrible things you might have to endure. You know, so it makes you feel depressed already as soon as you, you set that idea up in the mind. Because so the experience is something a bit more cooperative, it's recommended. You know, we, we work with something and then we see, we start looking at results and seeing our attitudes, our energies, and we put into it and, and gradually filling it in gradually uh, suffusing it, suffusing the meditation object with, with, uh, with interest, with the aspiration. And if you don't, if you push too hard, you don't have interest and aspiration, you just have compulsion. So it doesn't bring rise, give rise to the right qualities. The meditation practices generally it takes quite a lot to actually um, really get some steadiness of attention, make the attention steady, because the attention has to be nourished as well as directed. You can't just uh, like you know you've got to feed it and encourage it. Uh, as well as directed, so that takes quite a bit of quite a bit of skill. Yeah, we're practicing anapanasati, for example, mindfulness of breathing. Then, with this, you just beginning with the, the recognition of a, that you are breathing. Breathing is occurring, so that that rather than thinking about what we're going to be doing or planning something, at least we're, we're directing ourselves towards the fact of breathing. Breathing occurs in the body. And then maybe just the beginning of an exhalation or the air, or the strongest point, strongest point of the sensation. And maybe the end of the out-breath or the beginning of the in-breath. Or the, or the end of the in-breath, or the beginning of the out-breath, just the moments perhaps when there's a, there's a natural slight tension in the body as the, as the respiratory process changes from one direction to another. 
you get kind of like you've got a couple of points and then what will tend to happen is that the attention will waver between those and kind of float off you'll get maybe a little bit and then it'll drift and then maybe you'll come back again at the end or another st- a stronger point in the breathing sensations you'll recognize oh yes right breathing you'll come back like that so this is this is to say that the normal experience and then how how to move from there and what is really important is to is to see how we often react to that by just getting irritated or depressed or giving up that is that 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 preliminary stage becomes a place where the hindrances are encouraged as we feel we can't do it, we get depressed, we give up, or we get irritated, or we start to get nasty about it, get forceful. So that then actually none of these will stimulate the right qualities of, of uh, gladness, joyfulness, interest. They hinder those, what they call hindrances. So anything that hinders the process of gladness and calm is called a hindrance. And these are not ju- these are so. When the mind is not in that proper state, you can't get it into the proper state by continuing to hinder it with agitation, doubt, irritation, worry or, or uh, restlessness you know, you know so you've, you've got to actually encourage it from the position of weakness rather than you know, force, trying to get it to be strong and then feel encouraged, you have to encourage it from the point of it not being very strong in order to make it so in order to pick it up now one of the signs that is obvious in all things it's very apparent in all things um, that but is, is rarely noticed is a sign of ending a sign of the end the characteristic of the ending of things everything ends now when we are directing our attention when we say something ends it doesn't mean it, it ends like in a um, scientific way, so we don't say the body ends, but our experience of the body ends. The breath doesn't actually end, right, you know, we're still breathing, but our experience of the breath ends. It comes to a stop. We're not there with it. And then, of course, are the various ideas and thoughts and emotions that come up. They end. They don't absolutely end, but they, they fade out, they go back into the storehouse, ready to come out again the next time. And so there's a kind of sign of, the, of it, it, it ends. And this is characteristic of all, all phenomena in consciousness, is that their ending can be experienced, can be seen quite clearly. You don't have to wait until you die, or till the, you know, it can be seen quite clearly in consciousness, because in this uh, 
process of mind, then these things are not the mind, these are the objects that arise and cease within it. So the mind can be there when an object, a mental object, stops. This is very fundamental kind of teaching of it, that the mind is not its objects. So that when an object such as a thought, or a mood, or a hope, or a despair, or whatever preoccupation comes to an end, then there can be a, the mind can be there. The mind is then for a moment is, is kind of let free or freed from that or clear in just a brief moment before it seeks something, before something else arises or is sought out. There's this kind of moment of, of stopping or cessation. So that, that's, the that's the sign to look out for because it's the place where we keep breaking up the associative thought patterns, the way that one thing leads to this, to that, to this, to that, to this, to that, a whole kind of um, erecting of a, of a structure of daydreams and thought patterns. And to, to really see that and understand how it happens is very important and very instructive. So even in the stage where we're just about getting a breath now and then, you know, we can work on this uh, experience so that it brings around the, the recognition of a kind of, of the ending of things, which is both calming because it, continue, it breaks through the momentum of stuff building up, of thoughts and impressions building up, and because it's calming, it gives rise to a feeling of inspiration. Oh, yeah, stop. And there's a, there's, a, there's a gladdening because of that. Whereas if we don't see the ending of things, if the mind, if the mind seems to be just darting from one thing to the next, we feel oppressed and trapped and hopeless. We don't feel glad, we don't feel calm. The sign of the end of things is the, is the keynote to experience calm, cessation, and gladness, and kind of relief, because the energy that is normally being, would otherwise be expended in proliferation is, is, is liberated, is freed from that activity. So it's always said, the cessation of activities is happiness. So, you know, and so linguistically, we we can't think. Well, it's the ending of things. Is happy? Sounds kind of grim, miserable, doesn't it? But it means, you know, the mind, because we always take things to be the ultimate truth, as if, you know, as if if, if something ends, then it's nothing or it's death, rather than the ending of things being like the freedom from that particular object which if, if it's not freed, we're not freed from it, will proliferate, will continue to proliferate, obsess our mind, draw our energy into it, and charge along and create various other karmic obsessions. So the ending of it is, is an is a experience we can see in consciousness. We can witness that. Consciousness is still there, 
awareness is still there, mind is still there, but the object and the activity it's like goes out of gear. You go into neutral. So instead of driving on it, oh. So this is something that's that mindfulness is uh, the key instrument to. So whenever we know, so it's that moment of recognition of a thought, and mindfulness is the agent that recognizes it, the mindful, and then what causes the that that activity to to relax or to cease is there's a we is because we recognize it for what it as just something that's we we recognize it and and mindfulness is dispassionate it's not interested in it it's not bothered by it so it's like the the energy goes out of that particular thought So any moment of mindfulness is like a moment when attention arises again and the object of attention is let go of. It's no longer um, empowered and enhanced. And then it would tend to tend to die down. And whereas it dies down, and you're practicing anapanasati, then you'll find that what will happen is you have this kind of feeling of things going quieter or more peaceful or silent. This may be just, you know, very like half a second or a second. Just then. And then you feel the breath, the sensation of the breath coming back. Your attention is in with the breath for a while, and then it drifts off and uh, the process continues. So you keep steering it through through mindfulness, which brings around this, mindfulness is bringing around this recognition of the ending of mental activity, the ending of an object in consciousness. So it, it keeps shifting in this way energy back into the primary quality of awareness and away from activities. So what will tend to happen is that this sign of the breath begins to link up. You get more and more moments of it in in a sequence. It starts to be sketched in and you get breaths becoming in-breath, out-breath, in-breath, out-breath, the whole process of one or two breaths before the mind, mind's attention goes, and then maybe minutes of it before the attention goes. This is a process of, of calming. It's like that. Mindfulness brings around this calm. We say in cultivating anapanasati, this is called calming the body, meaning the 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 the, uh, the experience of the body. 
so that your experience of the, this bodily thing, which is your breath, is becoming more steady and more peaceful. It's not something that's strained at. And it's becoming something that's got a bit more richness to it. <laughs> I like to hear a dumber talk now and then. So this is called the calming the bodily activities, the this the uh, the various kind of processes of of uh, that arise within this bodily experience of breathing in and out. But the, the bodily the body of the breath becomes steadier, more consistent, more more tangible through working on the mind. working on the mental activities and as it becomes steadier then what happens is you that the qualities of uh, the mind acquires all this energy that's been slopping around in various activities charging off this way or another it becomes so the mind becomes quite quite lively quite bright and excited. So then this sense of, of brightness, bub- bubbliness and, and confidence or kind of happiness becomes quite strong. Uh, the point when it's almost as if the you know one gets a kind of some of the people get a build up of tension or they get very charged up so that in fact the quality of attention is no longer so 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 steady it's more um, tense or charged up or um, got a lot of energy in it it's, no, it's not really a calm quality so this these this energy is actually conditioning the awareness it's actually affecting the awareness of the breath and these two conditions are called piti and sukha or piti is a rapturous quality sukha is a kind of happy quality it's rather like singing Piti is like singing, and uh, sukha is more like, or happiness is more like um, humming. Mm. Two different qualities, two different kinds of, of this, this gleefulness. So, um, of course, for all of us, these are generally considered to be very positive signs. We like that. 
when we feel good we like to sing or embrace people or you know we like to kind of express it in some way or another we feel this is very health much better than being depressed or critical mm. so but in terms of the mind training it takes quite a while to actually consider there's anything that needs to be done about this because first of all it's, it's rather well, good but the with the practice of meditation is to is to is you're actually witnessing this quality of awareness in terms of uh, peacefulness in terms of attention on the onto an object onto the breath and when it begins to be the case you can hardly you can't perceive the breath clearly because the energy becomes so strong that it's it's sort of the the mind almost shakes with it or becomes too or in fact it almost it kind of distracts itself that the that that energy becomes a distraction so then the calming of that is to let go of it again you recognize these uh these things, these states are changeable. They do, they come in bursts sometimes. They come as kind of surges and then they, they end. Maybe they get recharged again. So you, when you recognize the ending of that, those states, even the momentary breaks in them, then it's a kind of calming side and we begin to experience awareness which is less driven, less excited, less uh, stimulated, more equanimous, more peaceful. And that that changeover is something that, you, like many of these meditation practices, are become possible through practicing them separately. That is, for example, if we're trying to be attentive to the breath, then it's very helpful if we, in our daily life, are much more attentive to everything we do in consciousness. Say, the feeling of the body walking, or what we're holding in our hands, or just lying down. And you, you stay with it, you're aware of it to the point where you keep recognizing it's arising and ending. This is the function of mindfulness, uh, rather than arising and then going off to something else, so that an ordinary person will recognise things change, but they don't. They don't recognise them changing through mindfulness. They see them changing through distractedness. That is, you know, we we the mind's attention goes from this to that to this to that. So we can say, yeah, that certainly things change, but it's not a calm sign. It's an agitating sign. Whereas to see things change with mindfulness is actually to sustain your attention onto something until it 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 changes within attention, within that experience of awareness, rather than because the awareness shifts to something else. This is rather like you know just giving yourself that 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 moments of time, that those seconds or so after activities, you know, after moving or standing or sitting or going somewhere where you just 
aware of that ending you know, the feeling of that particular sensation just fading and receding or thought processes or certainties and emotions particularly because they they are very key to what keeps us so active is the emotional um, contagion the way that one thing so rapidly triggers off another so if we're able to watch or recognize the ending of a mood some passion or another anger or the ending of, of happiness enjoying something the moment when we're eating something and it's very pleasant and it you know gradually you lose interest in it and just the rather than shift off to something else just to watch that, that sense of excitement going down and then you find that you're not denying it or taking any, of any stance against it but you recognize it ends so it, it gives you this kind of quality of, of calming and uh, very clarity Whereas ordinarily, when we're enjoying something, then we get excited, and then we go and we go and act it. We go and do something else. Right? We maybe you know having a night. You start chatting, or enjoy the conversation. So you kind of go and do something, or go out together, or eat, or drink, or you know just keep it going. And it tends to lead to one thing to the next because we so to a, a mind that hasn't really been very well cultivated this is the only form of happiness we know so we continue, we're, we're instinctively drawn to it mesmerized by it but through meditation you recognize that all conditions lead to, a, to happiness if you're prepared to witness them ending not just the pleasant ones but the unpleasant ones so it's it's kind of it's it's a much more general road to to well-being than just continually moving from one pleasant object to another. So when you recognise that the most important thing to keep focusing on is the sign of whatever arises ceases, comes and goes, then the quality of of rapture is no longer so attractive because it, it, it tends to excitement and it keeps sort of saying more, 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 this is really good. It tends to building up. Enthusiasm, inspiration and uh, even on the kind of not the more spiritual ways in which these things gets get stirred up can be a distraction the in the ongoing training of of, ana, of mindfulness of breathing the Buddha talked about a, a sequence when one begins to recognize the qualities of 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 this uh, 
excited energy and uh, the, the calming of it or the letting go of it is we recognize, we begin to perceive awareness itself rather than the object of awareness so rather than the feeling or the mood or the energy that's affecting it just, just awareness itself perceiving it clearly and then gladdening the mind by is, is, is not, not an exciting state but it's the gladdening arises because of the recognition of the mind or awareness as separate from any object so in this way there's a gladness because it's like a relief because objects come and go and have to be sustained and pass away and change and, and are, inve- are, are variable and not reliable and the recognition that the mind itself there is such a thing there's awareness itself as, as a place as, a, as a, something we can focus on as an experience rather than continue looking for things to put into it it's like a tremendous relief so one has this sense of of uplift and that that awareness itself is then the thing that we concentrate on or focus on so that the mind is then freed or delivered from thoughts, perceptions, feelings and their interest in them and you become uh, focusing more awareness of just the, the state or the consciousness itself, kind of, which is clear, which feels peaceful. This, of course, is something that has to be recognized as consciousness is is in this state because it's been brought around, it's affected, and it's dependent upon things, life force, and it's dependent upon um, energy and food and things like that so it's still impermanent it's not something that we can hold on to or say as our self or our soul or our inner heart or our divine nature or anything like that it's just consciousness and so and it's impermanent and changeable and not lasting so it's something that can be a sense of dispassion towards it and not seeking anything out in it so that awareness is more equanimous and rested but the real uh, turning point seems to be just the recognition of awareness as distinct from any object that comes into it and even the, the various uh, interests and the, the, the boosts that uh, signs and characteristics can give rise to in, in, in awareness such as a concentration or one-pointedness can give rise to a kind of, of a, a, this pity and sukha and this is definitely a condition it's not, it's not a permanent thing it's, it's a, something that 
pushes and conditions and biases awareness into certain ways. So the ending of that, the changeability of it, The calm, this, so this leads, always the process is one where you get a certain level of, of gladness and an uplift and then that is recognized as changeable, as impermanent and then let go of and then as calm. And then because of that calm one acquires a kind of gladness or uplift on a subtler level and then that is recognized as changeable, let go of, and as calm. But without the gladness, there wouldn't be the ability to be calm. And so it's like, it's a progressive thing. One wasn't interested in meditation, if one didn't feel some sense of inspiration and gladness in it, then we would never begin and bring, a, and bring put ourselves into a situation where we have to recognize the changeability of our attention, the way it continually breaks up, which at first is a very distressing sign because we don't perceive it clearly. We always see it as, as oh, I'm thinking I shouldn't be doing this, why am I this way or that way? Rather than recognizing that the sign of the breath, which you intended to focus on, ends. You know, it changes and ends, and then a thought comes up which changes and ends, and a mood comes up. Which if it's, so if it's recognized, it will always have this, this, this characteristic of ending, changing and ending. But if that, that recognition is fully used so that that is accepted, then what occurs is that, there's, that you keep the recognition of it causes a, uh, a letting go of needless activities. So in fact what happens is you're more aware of, of the breath, even though that breath is kind of coming, ending every, every instant. It's like a process of very rapidly arising and ending sensations. Mm. And then it comes to a, the end of the in-breath there's a kind of pause and then the out breath begins and it's another series of, of very rapidly arising and ceasing sensations and you get to the out, end of the out breath so it's still the recognition of, of, of ending is that which brings around concentration if it's fully allowed rather than when something ends we start complaining about it or lamenting or worrying or doubting or criticizing or whatever or indulging in it it's creating other objects so that's that's the kind of key to it and it's a training that mm, is very useful in 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 life because Otherwise, we're always getting wound up in things, and it, we're always—it always leaves us in the position of doing everything, rather than letting things end and then 
seeing what comes out of that seeing what comes up when we begin to let go of things seeing what understanding comes up when our trying to understand stops <laughs> seeing what kind of, of mood comes up when our trying to be happy stops when we actually relax and there's that feeling that unless you're doing it and trying it and having it and holding it, it won't be there but the act of faith is for us to say well just let's just stop doing that because that is stress and stop doing that and stop doing other things too stop worrying, doubting, criticizing, fantasizing, imagining this continual process of allowing things to, to end and, and using that sign is, about, is more helpful than trying to make the good things begin because the act of trying is this uh, is coming from the wrong place goodness doesn't begin from me trying it goodness is innate it's something we take refuge in we relax back into so and our, our trying to be good in our lives is actually comes around through when we say we work on an ordinary level we do try to do what's good but that trying to do good is 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 actually a matter of recognizing that we don't want to do harm anymore we give up doing what's harmful And that's the that's the standard of Buddhist practice. You notice the way the precepts are referred to to refrain from this, to refrain from that, to refrain from this, not to do good as such, but to refrain from doing this, to refrain from killing, stealing, lying, drinking, and so on. And to actually take refuge in that refraining to, to get the attention to dwell in that, that activity and see then goodness arises by itself it's, it's innate when we are relaxed then there's no need to uh, intoxicate there's no, there's no need for the sense desires or the um, ill will there's nothing to kind of feel resentful of or hurt by, or wanting to get even on, or jealous of somebody else about. Because when we relax, we find our own happiness. And the path of meditation is then a is a very specific and refined process of continual relaxation. It certainly requires effort but the effort is that which is to bring around the mindfulness that allows us to recognize and let go to allow things to end and when things end then the Dhamma arises and the Dhamma is that which is the agent of the path not not the self, not me so there's a kind of humility to it and it
see that in every way we can see or experience that kind of I am, I want, I don't want, I'm going to be, I can't experience the, the relaxing of that tight constrictive energy will take us into Dhamma and then our practices as aspirants is you've got to trust it you've got to take the charge you've got to trust it you don't know but that's exactly why you trust it because the things you know always take you to despair anyway all the kind of ideas and figuring it out always takes you to some kind of state of frustration anyway because even though, even though you know you still don't know <laughs> it's, it's actually just because one knows that one gives it up and then we take refuge and so there's that kind of act of faith and humility and say we'll, we'll go to against the the holding on habit and the building up habit and uh, see see what happens so this is a kind of act of, of faith which is essential characteristic of an essential prerequisite for right effort and for this supportive quality of, of gladness because when we can let go and, and feel benefit from it then we are truly gladdened rather than just excited we are calmed, encouraged cheered uh, supported by Dhamma this evening is out the all night meditation vigil so it's a time when we practice the various meditation practices walking, standing, sitting breathing anapanasati using the bodily sensations uh, work with it or uh, feelings we see things in terms of this is a, this is a fiery feeling or a spacious state or a kind of blowing around windy, gusty mind state this is a kind of very solid, earthy uh, going, going to the particular perceptual signs that will support one's practice if you're very kind of bubbly, excited your mind goes towards that and you keep contemplating the earth element the bone and the body the, the there's the kind of flesh and bones, the, the earthy signs to help balance out the fire signs or the, or the spacey signs. But if you get very, you know, someone who's very kind of dull or phlegmatic, then you need to go to a little bit of, little bit of the, the fire, the, the energies that flow through the body, or just the signs of brightness that can appear in the eyes when we see candles or the moon or starlight and something that actually brightens to counteract a mind that's tending towards dull, the dullness of the earth and when you do uh, like walking meditation just to be aware of change as you walk along 
changing what's coming into consciousness is a physical sensations mental movements and really staying with it with the the point of change rather than drifting off onto the various pathways that open up you're staying in the present where this moment is arising and then it ceases and if you do walking meditation you've got a very very tangible way of cultivating that because it, you just use the footsteps which is now here now it's gone here and gone here and gone here and a riot ceasing yeah? arising and ceasing so you've got something quite tangible to work with and what is your medit- what is your point of calm your point of calm is the point of change the point of of the mind being steady is on this process of change of the things passing 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 you keep your mind your attention onto that that's how you develop the samadhi through or this mindfulness samadhi this this insight samadhi through through that through that um, perception perception of change you're walking meditation you've got a very clear way of doing that you really stay with the the physical things which are moving along and you stop and stand still and notice the movement has stopped and now it's stillness and you can hold that and as you hold it you witness within your body the various sensations arising and changing and then maybe, you know, if you find your mind drifting off, then turn around and start walking again. So you, you keep moving against that that preoccupation and tendency to, to build up whole process, whole processes of thought, obsession, worry, or distraction. And then, so this sign of change and impermanence and ending is that which will give rise to both the freedom the gladness, the energy and the, the, the path to, to Dhamma to awareness of awareness of the mind itself There's a loss of in that. of our experience is the mind's uh, creations, its, uh, its wavering, its spaces, its tightness, the perceptions and moods of the mind. Ciò che diventa piuttosto l'oggetto della nostra attenzione, ciò che attrae la nostra attenzione sono i movimenti e gli umori della mente. Even when the mind is, is strongly focused, 
it still produces uh, feelings of rapture, excitement, feelings of improving, getting better, getting calmer. It's always valuing, it's always uh, adding things to it. Anche quando la mente è molto concentrata, tuttavia ancora produce o stati emotivi o stati di rapimento oppure pensieri di migliorare, di migliorarsi, di progredire. When your mind is strongly concentrated, then you can find yourself experiencing a sense of great space or light, glowing, or a feeling of, of bubbling happiness. Quando siamo molto concentrati, quando la mente è molto concentrata, possiamo facilmente eh, avere es- esperienze di eh, leggerezza, di, di spazio, di gioia. Per alcuni non sembra però esserci un problema riguardo a una felicità che viene su prepotentemente. Bolle di tutt'altri tipi, salvo quelli di felicità. That the, um, we can see that the, 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 the experience that we're having is being, in simple terms, is being strongly uh, determined by what is felt, what, is, what we can react to. If there's nothing external that gives a strong feeling, then internal things that give a strong feeling arise. Se non ci sono cose esterne che producono una sensazione, una reazione dentro la nostra mente, allora saranno cose interne uh, all'origine di uh, reazioni, sentimenti. Pensate che non vi ricordate il respiro come era ieri, ma vi ricordate invece il, quello che avete mangiato o la musica che avete sentito potete che non vi ricordiate l'espirazione come era 20 anni fa ma vi ricorderete la vacanza che aveste 20 anni fa e a volte queste cose sono ancora più forti quando erano e a volte queste cose sono ancora più forti adesso, come ricordo, di quando avvennero nella realtà. Storie d'amore acquistano a distanza una deliziosa fragranza. E ci dimentichiamo tutte le discussioni che ci furono. So the mind has this ability to create, to, to create, to search for and embellish feelings and perceptions and create even more feelings about the perceptions that it creates. Sempre che la mente abbia questa abilità di creare eh, percezioni e sentimenti e ancora di creare percezioni e sentimenti sopra la percezione dei sentimenti che eh, ha creato. Like yourself, 
Se noi ci proviamo avversione per questo fenomeno, diventiamo ossessionati da questo fenomeno di continua creazione, questo è un ulteriore peso, un ulteriore fenomeno della mente. La mente diventa agitata, non più calma o serena. E arriviamo alla conclusione che la meditazione è terribile, è una perdita di tempo. Andiamo piuttosto a bere. Finalmente il movimento è perso una sensazione piacevole per imbarazzarci di una spiacevole. Per questo diciamo che la mente non liberata è condizionata, condizionata da sensazioni e percezioni. And the practice of meditation, then we, we try to we try to come to this to this focal point on feeling and perception. E dunque nella pratica della meditazione noi eh, tentiamo di arrivare a questo eh, punto focale delle percezioni e delle sensazioni. When we say the mind is conditioned by it, what that means that the mind moves, the mind is attracted towards or repelled by feelings and perceptions. Quando diciamo che la mente è condizionata, cosa vogliamo dire? Vogliamo dire che la mente è o attratta o respinta da sensazioni e da percezioni. Actually, once we're, once we're meditating and we begin to experience this mind we call chitta, we see it only has uh, two ways of moving. Quando cominciamo a meditare noi vediamo che città la mente ha, ha soltanto due modi di muoversi. O è attratta da qualcosa o uh, afferra qualche cosa. Oppure può lasciare andare, può rilassarsi. So the advantage of meditation is that you're actually by by the process of concentration and insight you're learning to get to the, the very inner workings of the mind, of the chitta. Il vantaggio della meditazione è che attraverso la concentrazione dell'attenzione noi uh, ci affacciamo proprio sul modo di operare della mente, di chitta. You can see that it's it's what it's um, its identity experience, its sense of being something, is based upon volition, upon intention, volition, motivation, upon a movement. Vediamo che ciò su cui la mente è basata è l'intenzione, il, il movimento della intenzione. That is, it can move towards something, hold something, one of its own creations. Può voler muoversi verso qualcosa verso una delle sue creazioni oppure può lasciare andare, può abbandonare, può lasciare la presa perché in questo, come stiamo iniziando a vedere tutto ciò che 
what we assume the mind to be, we can see that it is made of, of many different things. Perché mentre facciamo questa contemplazione noi ci accorgiamo che la mente è fatta di molte cose. And much of this is what we call mind objects or associations of the mind. Che chiamiamo oggetti mentali ovvero associazioni della mente. Such as perceptions, feelings, thoughts and so on. E dunque percezioni, sensazioni, pensieri, eccetera. What you can actually witness with your mind. What you can see. Tutto quello che noi possiamo uh, vedere con la nostra mente, essere testimoni. Tutte queste cose sono cose uh, attorno alle quali si raccoglie il desiderio. In other words, the, the intention or the motivating quality of the mind operates in terms of its own objects, its thoughts, its feelings, its perceptions. L'intenzione della mente si muove verso i suoi stessi oggetti, appunto le percezioni, i pensieri e le sensazioni. So we can see, if you like, these two, these two layers of what we call our mind. Ci sono dunque questi due strati di quello che noi chiamiamo la nostra mente. Now, consider this, that uh, we appear, we can say in one way that we live in a physical world, where we see things, hear things, taste things, touch things. Una parte dunque noi viviamo nel mondo fisico, in cui vediamo cose, sentiamo cose, tocchiamo cose. And we can see red things, green things, beautiful things, large things and small things. Possiamo vedere cose grandi, piccole, rosse, verdi. We can hear violins or birdsong, we can hear taxis, we can hear hooters, we can hear whispering. E possiamo dire musica di tutti i generi, suoni alti, bispigli, eccetera. And so on, for all of the different senses, it seems to be a manifest world of physical experiences. E così via per tutti i sensi, cioè il mondo che si manifesta attraverso queste esperienze. And so some of these we say are unpleasant, the sound of taxis. E alcuni noi diciamo che di queste sensazioni sono spiacevoli, il rumore dei taxi è spiacevole. O possiamo dire che i tramonti sono molto belli da vedere. Ma dopo un po' noi diciamo ma forse questo non è proprio così, non funziona veramente così. The sound of the electric guitar, I really enjoy it, but my mother thinks it sounds like a cat being trodden on. Io mi piace il suono della chitarra elettrica, ma a mia madre non piace, gli ricorda un gatto sbattuto. I really enjoy the Congo drums, but my father says it gives him a headache, it's a terrible sound. Io mi piacciono i tamburi Congo, ma a mio padre danno il mal di testa. I, I enjoy, I love, I love to see uh, walls that are colored bright orange. Bright orange really cheers me up, but my, but my sister thinks it's, it's an eyesore. Yes, thinks it's an, my sister thinks it's an eyesore, uh, a bad sight. Okay. Mi piacciono i muri dipinti di um, arancione, 
ma per mia sorella le cose non stanno così. Ho avuto una dolce arcicchietta ieri con il gelato sopra, era così buono. So I had another one. E allora ho preso un'altra porzione. Poi un'altra ancora. Alla dodicesima non, non era così buono come all'inizio. E alla fine eh, ho avuto il mal di stomaco. Che è successo? Quanto è reale il mondo reale? Perché quello che è bello per una persona appare brutto a un'altra e viceversa? Perché se tocco una persona che voglio bene sembra un'esperienza molto bella. Tengo la mano della mia ragazza e questo mi piace molto. Ma poi eh, tengo la mano di qualche un altro e mi dà l'impressione di essere una cosa eh, fredda e umida. Eppure non sono così differenti. Se quando meditiamo non ci rivolgiamo a tutto questa gamma sarebbe troppo cioè scegliamo poche cose eh, poche cose da uh, sentire o da, 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 da concentrarci e continuiamo a occuparci di queste di questa cosa di queste poche cose che abbiamo scelto per meditare per vedere come sono fatte veramente quello che vediamo è che il nostro corpo entra in contatto con qualcosa e c'è un'impressione così se l'orecchio ode qualcosa c'è un'impressione attraverso l'udito dopodiché la mente interpreta questo cioè come diciamo crea una percezione in realtà noi non udiamo violini o canti di uccelli non vediamo in realtà tramonti e non mangiamo nemmeno i dolci alle ciliegie The knowingness that in you which, which appreciates these things appreciates its perceptions of tastes, sounds, odors and tactile objects. La qualità conoscitiva che in noi uh, uh, è quella che uh, apprezza le, uh, uh, le percezioni che arrivano. 
and these perceptions are very much affected by other factors such as the mood that we're in, um, the, the intention of our mind, the, the, the tendency, the proclivity, the appetite of it. E le percezioni inoltre sono influenzate dall'umore eh, che abbiamo, nel quale siamo, e dai, uh, dal movimento stesso della mente, dalla, uh, dalla, dall'inclinazione, dalla proclività, dalla, uh, uh, dall'inclinazione appunto della mente. So in, in actuality, when we look at we, what we feel to be ourself, our mind, our, our knowing, our, where our desires are, where our inclinations are, the very... Uh, living quality of what we seem to be, so in our mind, our heart, our spirit, our soul, whatever you like to call it. Quella che sentiamo essere la qualità del nostro essere, il nostro cuore, la nostra mente. We see that it, it doesn't, it's not in contact with the physical world. It, it has, it has a, an intervening medium of interpretation, and that's what it reacts to, its interpretations. Tutto ciò non è in reale contatto con il mondo, ma c'è una dimensione intermediaria, un'interpretazione di quello che c'è, ed è il contatto con questa interpretazione. It isn't to say that there's nothing to be seen or heard or tasted or touched, but the value is not, is, is very much affected by the mind's interpretation. And the mind's interpretation is very much affected by its own moods and ideas. Il, il, il valore è molto uh, uh, dato dalla mente, cioè non c'è uh, un'idea che non uh, esiste nulla da vedere, da toccare o da sentire, ma il, il valore mh, viene dato dalla mente in base a inclinazioni uh, e in base a tendenze. This is why the, the so much emphasis in Buddhist practice is upon establishing the right intention and to keep supporting wisdom and clarity and truth, ideas of the mind, rather than uh, to be over-concerned about sensory experience. Piuttosto che essere molto preoccupati di eh, impressioni sensoriali nel buddismo eh, si raccomanda di nutrire la retta intenzione e di eh, eh, sostenere la retta intenzione attraverso la eh, saggezza and the aim of a retreat particularly or a meditation period particularly is to begin to know the mind as separate from the mind's tendencies, the mind's factors, the mind's um, associations. Il merito di un ritiro è quello di farci imparare a vedere la mente eh, separata dalle eh, eh, tendenze della mente, dalle eh, associazioni della mente. But the easiest way to do this is to try to simplify, to break down, if you like, or to gather up all of what we seem to, all of what the manifold world seems to be into just two or three things that you can handle. Il modo più facile di fare questo è quello di suddividere tutto questo uh, mondo che abbiamo a disposizione in due o tre uh, cose. We call this simply feeling and perception. 
e noi chiamiamo queste due cose eh, sensazioni e percezioni. Now, for example, most of us, as we meditate, will find that we have all kinds of thoughts going on in our mind. Per esempio, noi meditando ci accorgiamo che abbiamo pensieri che ci vengono nella mente. Great ideas or silly ideas or painful feelings and then painful thoughts and memories. O grandi idee o idee insoddisfacenti, uh, sensazioni piacevoli o sensazioni dolorose. How many of you would like to just get into your head and, and uh, exterminate all your thoughts for a while. Uh, a volte di desiderare di entrare nella nostra mente e sterminare i pensieri che ci sono. Make them all shut up and go away. Farli andare via, farli stare zitti. That's a very strong volition, isn't it? It's a strong activity. Shut up, go away. Questa è una, è una volizione molto forte, è un movimento molto forte. But it, as long as we operate in terms of this activity to hold, to push away this, this power activity, this creation activity and destruction activity, then we are, we are still adding to this conditioning process of being moved by things. Ma fin quando noi abbiamo, uh, reagiamo in questo modo, noi siamo ancora uh, eh, nella logica, nella dinamica di uh, aggiungere nella stessa uh, mh, movimento uh, di, di uh, appesantimento fin, fin quando noi abbiamo questo, questo tipo di nutriamo questo tipo di reazione cioè siamo sempre nello stesso ambito di muoverci verso una esperienza sensoriale o uh, allontanarci da un'esperienza sensoriale. E fin quando noi continuiamo a addestrare la mente in questo modo, saprà fare solo questo. Così salta su e giù come un giocattolo. E è una cosa che dopo un po' diventa noiosa. Now if we, instead of arguing with our thought, worrying about our thought, creating activity around our thought, we try to translate that <coughs> thought into how does this feel? What's the feeling of it? Se invece di discutere eh, con i nostri pensieri o correre appresso ai nostri pensieri, noi ci chiediamo come è questo pensiero, eh, eh, come è fatto, di che cosa sa. Some kind of thoughts are pretty exciting and, and pleasant. Alcuni pensieri sono piacevoli, eccitanti. Some are horrific and depressing. Altri sono orrendi, deprimenti. So we can see these are the perceptions, one of excitement and interest, and that's a really good feeling, that's a really interesting thought. And some are the perceptions, one of that's bad, that's sickening, that's depressing, that's horrible. Noi quindi diciamo questa è una percezione piacevole, la reazione è anche piacevole e quest'altro invece è, è deprimente e negativo. Ancora più semplice, questo uh, è, è buono, questo no. Quando facciamo così possiamo letteralmente sentire la mente che si muove verso quello che è piacevole. 
oppure al contrario che si sposta che si, si oppone questo è quello che si chiama Chitta Sankara la mente condizionata come un burattino allora come eh, tagliamo il, 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 il filo del, che regge il burattino questo è lo scopo principale della pratica non è quello di pensare di non pensare a volte si pensa, altre volte no Thinking, seeing, tasting, touching are not a problem. Pensare e tutte le attività dei sensi non sono un problema. Il problema è quello di essere portati in giro dalle uh, nostre reazioni. Allora noi non dobbiamo combattere con le cose che vediamo, sentiamo, pensiamo. Non dobbiamo criticarle. Non è possibile, non voglio essere belle cose, portatele via. Come dire, non mi piace il colore del tuo maglione, ma vai via. Mi disturba la mia meditazione. Tutto disturba la organizzazione. Perché? Perché la, la mente ha sempre questo uh, movimento di cui si diceva. Invece di mh, dare la colpa al mondo o anche dare la colpa a noi stessi, il punto è imparare a come tagliare questo filo. Quando abbiamo questa idea nella mente dobbiamo essere attenti a eh, circa quello che veramente significa. Uh, pensiamo devo sbarazzarmi del desiderio devo sbarazzarmi dei miei attaccamenti forse io desidero avere il non desiderio mi piacerebbe veramente avere un po' di non attaccamento e quindi possiamo finire nella solita storia, cioè uh, attaccati al non attaccamento, desiderando il non desiderio, opponendoci al desiderio. La stessa, uh, la stessa lunghezza d'onda. Quello che intendiamo praticare nella meditazione buddista dell'insight vedere l'oggetto della mente e dall'altra parte eh, la mente, eh, il movimento della mente verso l'oggetto. <coughs> 
already that 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 uh, vision, that way of seeing, is already there's no there's no movement, there's no strings attached to it. It's like that. E già questo questo modo è un modo curato di 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 vedere. We can't say we want to see it, or it's a great sight, or it's beautiful, or it's ugly. It's just that's like that. E soltanto così non possiamo dire che questo modo di vedere è bello e brutto, è solo così. So just by seeing, in some way, you're already starting to cut the string. Allora noi già vedendo così cominciamo a tagliare il filo. And as you, as you have confidence in that, as you develop that, then you can begin to look more particularly, more closely at certain aspects of this, of this position. E quando noi diventiamo più abili, possiamo guardare in maniera più minuta eh, a, questa, a questo movimento. We need to see the object, the desire and the mind. Dobbiamo riuscire a vedere eh, l'oggetto, eh, il desiderio, la mente. Particularly to, to see the mind, see the chitta. In particolare vedere la mente, vedere il chitta. As we if we begin to, to see this, we see that uh, the mind has its activity, which is towards uh, holding on to something, or we can, we can uh, let go of something, we can put something down. Dipendo da questa attività della mente o di afferrare o di lasciare. But actually, the jitta itself, the mind itself, is not holding on, or letting go. Ci accorgiamo però che la mente eh, in sé non sta attaccandosi o lasciando andare. It's, it is, it doesn't have any quality. Non ha alcuna qualità. It gets conditioned into having qualities through, through, this, through inattention, through not seeing things clearly. Viene in realtà condizionata nell'avere qualità attraverso la disattenzione, attraverso il non vedere le cose chiaramente. As I probably said before, the activities, the sankharas, the determinants get created from not seeing, from ignorance. I sankhara, i condizionanti, i determinanti vengono creati dal non vedere, dall'ignoranza. Through not seeing the truth of the mind, dal non vedere la verità della mente, there is this unsatisfied feeling, c'è un sentimento di insoddisfazione, an unstable, uncertain experience, un'esperienza di instabilità, di incertezza. Because of that instability, there's a trembling. In caso di questa instabilità c'è un tremore. The activity starts. Cominciano le attività. And then from the activities we start, the mind starts to create objects. E dalle attività la mente comincia a creare gli oggetti. As it creates objects, it strengthens its activity in relationship to those objects. E come crea gli oggetti eh, rafforza la propria attività nei riguardi di quegli oggetti. It tries to get free by getting rid of those objects. Eh, vuole diventare libera in virtù dello sbarazzarsi di quegli oggetti. It runs around like a gerbil on a treadmill. Eh, e mh, corre tutto intorno come... A mouse. Ah, come, il, come i topolini dentro le ruote. If I just ran faster, I'd get off. 
pensando se corro abbastanza velocemente esco fuori e noi lavoriamo in questa pratica cal- con il calmare l'attività del corpo con il rendere eh, eh, stabili, costanti le attività del corpo e facendo la stessa cosa con le attività della mente. E questo è ciò che chiamiamo l'insegnamento convenzionale della, del Dhamma, della meditazione. Questa è l'occasione per imparare a vedere la città, per imparare a vedere la mente e il suo movimento. Because the, the actual, actuality of it, the truth of it is that once <coughs> we, if, we, if we see this, if we experience this, then there is, for as long as we see this, there is a sense, there is fulfillment, there is a sense of, of release and sublime fulfillment. Nella misura in cui noi vediamo questo, c'è um, soddisfazione, c'è un, un, un senso di uh, sublime compiutezza nella misura in cui riusciamo a vedere questo così. All the activities stop not because we want them to stop, but because not necessary. Le attività si fermano non perché noi vogliamo che si fermino, ma perché non sono necessarie. So this is the, the important thing to, to focus on as we're focusing, as we begin to use <coughs> practice of the breathing or focusing on meditation <coughs> object to see what we call the mind. Quindi questo nel praticare l'attenzione la, la al respiro, uh, la cosa centrale è questo in, in, in imparare a vedere ciò che noi chiamiamo la mente. But once we, as we uh, look at it, we realize that The mind is not, not what we call the mind. Ma nel fare questo noi ci rendiamo conto che la mente, ciò che chiamiamo la mente, non è la mente. All we can call it, the things we, things we can give names to are things, feelings, perceptions, and so on, mind objects. Quello che noi vediamo, quello che noi possiamo dare un nome, cui possiamo dare un nome, sono uh, sensazioni, percezioni, oggetti della mente. We give names to the energies, the movements that the mind is occupied with. Possiamo dare nomi alle energie, ai movimenti con, con i quali la mente è occupata, dai quali è occupata. But uh, to when we when we realize the, the center of the mind, there's no there's no definition of it. Ma se realizziamo il centro della mente, allora vediamo che non c'è definizione di esso. I don't mean you couldn't put a word on it, of course, you can give it all kinds of names. Non sto dicendo che non gli possiamo dare un nome, non possiamo mettere una parola, 
possiamo dare tanti nomi ma in quel momento non c'è percezione, non c'è eh, un processo di definizione che accade, una, una sensazione. So this is e questa cosa si chiama cessazione. Non significa annichilamento, ma significa che eh, fu, eh, si, si è fermato tutto questo eh, movimento per, di, di attività, di creazione, eh, di dare nomi. Il risultato di questo è che la nostra relazione con uh, sensazioni e percezioni è radicalmente cambiata, risulta radicalmente cambiata. It's rather like um, they no longer have the same power to, to move us because the, the mind is not conditioned by them anymore. Non hanno più lo stesso potere di toccarci, di eh, coinvolgerci. La mente non ha, lo stesso, non ha più lo stesso potere. La mente si inclina verso ciò che è migliore, verso ciò che è più reale, verso ciò che dà più sostegno. Even though you can't define it really as a feeling or an idea or a place or a position, something in you is drawn towards it. Anche se non è possibile definirlo. C'è qualcosa dentro di noi uh, che è uh, attratto verso di questo. C'è come qualcosa dentro di noi che si rilascia, si rilassa uh, verso questa cosa. E a causa di questo non c'è più lo stesso potere, passione, eh, create nelle percezioni, nelle sensazioni. It's like going to a dance, but somebody's turned the music off. It doesn't, you don't find your feet tapping anymore. Come andare a una danza, ma eh, qualcuno, uh, qualcosa ha spento la, la musica e troviamo che i piedi non, non, non si muovono più. Or like when you go, when you've seen a conjurer's trick, but now you see that he has the rabbit up his sleeve, it doesn't create the same the same sense of magic and feeling anymore. O quando vediamo un presigliatore ma uh, scopriamo il trucco nella sua manica, uh, non c'è più lo stesso uh, senso di meraviglia, di magia che c'è.